0: Hello everyone, I am Lil Sibyl and this is the More Sibyl podcast. Welcome back, wonderful people. This is the Most Podcast, a podcast about culture and cultural nomads designed for Blacks and Asians and those who love them. This is your host, Most Nigerian-born, years educated, Korean-speaking, struggling intellectual. I have with me a wonderful, spectacular person, and I usually say that are two kinds of people on my WhatsApp. WhatsApp for those that don't know is kind of like an app for um, communicating with people, and you can do voice notes, you can do video calls. There are people that once they once I chat with them, I delete their message because I don't like seeing like long um, list of people that have contacted on my WhatsApp. I like keeping it in it. Those are the kind of people, and the second group of people is people that I haven't deleted their messages in a long while. And A long while could be like maybe one year or two years, spanning that length of conversation. And this person belongs in a lot of category because chatting with them is always like a way of refreshing myself, and they just have a way of just pouring so much into you. So in introducing them, let me give you a little bit more background. She's a native of Delta State, Nigeria. She's currently residing in the peachy state of Georgia. She's living in Texas, but she moves to Georgia. That we're going to have to explore and find out why. And after working a few years as an engineer, she turned into a project manager. She accepted God's call and began to pursue ministry through music. In 2016, she recorded her first single, entitled Love Love So Deep, and subsequently she, she released Pray For Me, which she wrote, and it's available publicly. She's currently working on a few more singles and an EP record deal that will allow her create more visuals to express her music better. So everybody join me welcoming Loretta Okere mute Ndidi, Okere Rukewe, <laughs> <laughs>
1: loretta <laughs> thank you thank you so much thank you for having me on the most civil show thank you <laughs> i you really appreciate thank it you love.
0: thank you love. It's, it's, i mean this show wouldn't be here without you and a couple of other people but specifically without you because you were the first person i called the moment i just realized that okay Girl, it's time for you to show yourself more to the world. And I remember that call in December of 2017. Uh-huh. I remember sitting on my bed. And I was like, oh, Lorena, let's call her. Because you always so busy. like, my this was going to be my sign. If she didn't pick up, then don't worry about the podcast. Because, you know, usually when why you, because you, you're so busy and it was smack dab in the middle of the day. I wasn't expecting to pick up the call at all. And then dang, she picked up the phone. I'm like, God, why? And I thought out you were actually on vacation. And I think he mm-hmm. was like, okay, fine. Okay, we just have to do this. And we had that conversation for like an hour or so. And mm-hmm. it was, just, it was a little bit overwhelming for me, but it was, at the same time, it was also very like, it made me feel like, okay, there was a purpose to this and how mm-hmm. I could get started. And as we're talking, you just sending me links and, and stuff on Facebook. Like we're still chatting, but we're still on the phone, but he afforded me contact and things to do. I'm like, man, this is like just fucking- <laughs>
1: So I have version of information me like, overload.
0: Well, it's kind of but I'm that way too, you know, so I have an appreciation for that because, you know, I have mm-hmm. a lot of information and I like to share with people. So it felt like mm-hmm. talking to so another version of me and I got a taste of what's just how I can be like to so other people. Mm-hmm. Because you just want to give the best out, like what you have, yes. you want to give out. So I really appreciate that about you and thanks for just, And we anyway, it didn't even stop there because. After everything, I still, you know, I I always disturb you a lot. At the point, I was like, oh, my goodness, Lauren, I'm so sorry. I'm just (laughs) like, like, no, you're not disturbing. I'm actually learning a lot more from you. And thank you so much for helping me get this show started. I think it was one thing you said to me that I haven't forgotten was be consistent, like stay consistent. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so out of all the information, I used a lot of them, you know, how to get started, how to build my brand, how Mm -hmm. to, you know, just position myself and how to stay relevant. And I still remember all those tips, but one that really stays with me was, you know, be consistent. If mm-hmm. if you say you're gonna be there every Thursday, be there every Thursday, even if you don't have guests.
1: Which mm-hmm.
0: I, I've not had that problem. Yes. But I wanna just say thank you for the bottom of my heart for just who you've been to me and mm-hmm. how you've been very consistent. I think that's it. Because you don't just say those words. I know it comes from a place of discipline as well. Because you're very consistent, you're very intentional. So thank you for that. Thank you. All right. So um Tell us a little bit more about you. So, I know you grew up in Nigeria. hmm What was that like? And then, when did you move to the U.S.?
1: I was, okay. Okay. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I did grow up in Nigeria. I come from a family of four children, mother and father, of course. Um, I was actually born in Oyo State. Really? Yes, I was born in Oyo State. Where? And then, um, Ogumosho. Wow, nice. <laughs> Baptist Hospital Ogumosho, hmm I was born there and then um I believe if my memory recalls well from what the stories I've heard, we moved to Egbeda from there. And then at some point we moved to Ketu from there, Keja, and then now we're um across Ojo Barracks. So yeah, my family has kind of moved, you know, different places. Growing up was fun. Yeah. Um one thing I really enjoyed about my childhood was the exposure. You know, I I only traveled before I moved here. I'd only traveled out of the country three times. But there was just a lot of exposure. You know, my parents are like serial networking people, networkers. You know, yeah. my dad is part of Rotary. My mom was part of the Inner World Club, which is like the female version of Rotary. So there was so much exposure, you know, and they drilled. I mean, ju- not just by talking. They really didn't do much talking, but they really drilled through their actions in me, like the service to humanity and the importance of it, that's good. you know, yeah, just by watching them. But yeah, I mean, you know, growing up in Nigeria now, it was fun. It was fun. I mean, I went to boarding school, secondary school, and then I moved here uh 2006. I got okay. the SAT, passed my SAT, got admission into school. So that's how I ended up in Oklahoma, <laughs> But oh, yeah, <laughs> I know, I know, right? The wilderness, still water. <laughs>
0: hey, hey, oh, still water is from Okahonu City. Oklahoma City. Hey, people yeah, people, I, I, live here now. You know that, right? So,
1: post I school? know. <laughs> i'm sorry i see i love oklahoma don't get me wrong yeah i love it right. i love it you just did that
0: thing of when people just bash black people and they're like oh by the way i have black friends by the way no so no no, no that's, that's what i mean that's what you just did right there that was judgment right there <laughs> <laughs> Judging
1: let, me me the let me tell you the truth that oklahoma was like my developing place like you really because you're you're separated from a lot of distractions yep. So it gives you time to yourself and to really like be in tune with yourself nature and really, really develop. And remember now I was there 2006. I've seen that Oklahoma has changed a lot. Yeah, like still water, not, let me not say Oklahoma because it was still what I <laughs> actually lived in, but still has changed a lot, developed a lot since then. Like even when I was there, it was pretty nice. Like, you know me, I love international people. And yeah. so there was a big, huge, Oklahoma State University has a huge, diverse campus and everything, so I really, really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it, but yeah, what I meant by wilderness was, you know, just that you're away from like tech. Like back then, at least, it wasn't as tech as you know some other cities in the or states in the U.S. And
0: um, that thing said about Oklahoma, I really see that because. Initially, I really wasn't feeling this city. I really wasn't feeling this place. I was like, what in the world? Like, when I even (laughs) found out, I was like, God, are you sure it's not this place? Because I had another another offer to, you know, start up at a job, a different job Mm -hmm. in Maryland. I was like, God, are you sure it's not this Maryland? I can't be Oklahoma. Like, I'm a a Texan babe all through through. this. I can't Mm -hmm. even bring myself to go and update my place on Facebook from Austin, Mm -hmm. Texas, (laughs) Oklahoma. But you're right, man. Like, it just, and that attention you have to pay to yourself, it might be uncomfortable at first because you're mm-hmm. not used to that. You're used to so much noise around you, so much distractions around you. But mm-hmm. yeah, it makes you disciplined. It makes you focused. It makes you just, you know, realize that you don't always have to hustle. So now I feel like uh-huh. I'm retired. almost like I came to a retirement facility, but <laughs> I'm not retired because I'm just, Uh-oh. I'm still working. I'm still, you know, doing all the things uh-huh. I want to do. But because of there's so much. And so much, there's no the like traffic, for example, and the place is so slow paced, mm-hmm. almost like you're living in Zootopia, like the sloth, <laughs>
1: like an island, like
0: an island in Zootopia, where the sloth, you know, leaves. Like the mm-hmm. from but, anyways, I really get that much about it So, you came here for for college actually.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Wow, how was that like for you? Because that was you're young then, like probably yes. 18, 16 or 17 or so.
1: No, I came when I was fifteen actually.
0: Wow, there you go. I mean that was (laughs) that was you know that was like how did you cope? And what you started with OSU, right? Yes, Oklahoma
1: State, yeah. Ah. I did. Um so so really, honestly, the first few weeks I did not cope. (laughs) I just cried. All the time especially the first week i would call my dad i'll be like there's no food to eat there's nothing and my dad was like okay you've been to america before like what do you mean there's no food to eat but i was just very homesick you know i mean i had been to my high school as we call it here but back in nigeria secondary school mm-hmm. was a boarding school so i was always used to being away from my parents i've always been independent but like this is a whole different country you know no families in still water or anything so like it was It was a huge shock for me. um I think I was just excited to come to America and you know school and everything. I didn't really think about like the emotional impact from like that community side, like the family like missing your family and all of that, and so it gave me a deeper appreciation for family. you know I was ready wow. to run out of the house for like coming <laughs> here <laughs> I mean, I'm like, yeah hey, when when is my ticket that that my ticket I'm ready to go out. But, like, coming here and, like, being away from everybody else, just like, oh, my God, what did I do, you know? But, yeah, I mean, I went through that phase of, like, crying and all of that initially. But with time, I found out about, like, African student organization, international student organization. I was like, oh, okay, so there are other Africans, there are other Mm -hmm. international people, you know, so I made some friends, you know, that were even Nigerian friends, African, like, other parts of Africa as well, and then... india you know different i'm I'm a very very multicultural loving person so i made a lot of friends and connections you know and i feel like that really helped me get out of that phase of feeling like i was alone honestly yeah
0: so you can say that for international students or for people that live in countries where they won't describe as their home country if you Mm -hmm. want to get the best of it you need to interact with other people as well
1: yes because here's the thing
0: (laughs) It means you loves company
1: yes chances
0: are those <laughs> other people are miserable <laughs> too so get together and then be miserable and together, to do it together. <laughs> and it's so much fun to be had it's so much you know um you just they, they relate to you like a lot of my friends like the ones that i'm really close to that i feel like we have that hard connection are international students like from mm. other countries because
1: mm-hmm. it's just
0: the way you look at each other like man you too almost like you increase like Man, you know, <laughs> how long are you here for? Like, how long was your sentence? Like, man, I'm gonna. Oh my god, you like said years,
1: prison? <laughs> just kidding,
0: no, Just kidding, not like prison. But kind of like in a in a place where you just want to connect with people. So see, see, I mean, Loretta came here when she was 15. I came here in my 20s. And even though our, our experiences are similar, but she came here when she was way younger. Like, I mean, 15 was really, really early. You know, it was. It years. was. Because like, it's such. It's so difficult, like just integrating here, no matter how mm-hmm. type a or type Z you are anyway, yeah especially. now, um, for those that are wondering how we met, I think we met i, I wanna say maybe sometime in twenty thirteen or twenty fourteen I don't know yeah i think
1: I think it was towards the end of twenty thirteen okay because i i I started the masters twenty fourteen okay all right yeah,
0: so um there's uh there's a mutual friend of ours. I used to, I mean, I'm still part of a group called Chi Alpha, which is like an international student group, and basically they they help international students get, you know, integrated into the American society, and against the backdrop of Christianity. Now, I know everybody that goes there are Christians, but, you know, they're Christian people that have volunteered at time to help international students, so they do a lot of um, programs and all that. So we have a mutual friend that had posted something on Facebook, like, hey guys, in Austin, there's a Nigerian coming, and she needs a place to stay for, was it for a night or so, she needs a place to stay for a night or two if anybody wants to accommodate her that would be nice she's a fire speaking uh fire something like prayer speaking or fire speaking prayer warrior oh, really that's what she said girl yes i was like huh interesting i said like, i tried email her. i sent her a message oh I my said, hey, god hey shannon um yeah sure um 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 our apartment is open I mean, if you don't mind sleeping on the couch because I uh-huh. I had we i can't remember if i had a guest then but i was like you know what if it's just for a night or two, that's fine. And mm-hmm. Loretta came, and I don't think we even really had time to talk that night because it was no because of classes. Yes, and then the next day, yeah. and then she would come you know, once in a while, and then we got we got talking a lot, and that was it. It was just me taking a chance on a stranger, and mm-hmm. you know, she coming in, and I tell you that you know I don't I don't know about her, but the blessing I've gotten from her, it's way more for me. I don't know how much people have blessed her in return, but I've gotten so much from her that. You know, it's almost like wow. Just by letting somebody into your house, you get this much from them. So that's how we met. It was I didn't know her from anywhere. I mean, even Shannon. I think Shannon. They went to school together.
1: At the yeah, world. we went to. So we went to Oklahoma State. Yeah. You know, together. And, and I had gone to because one thing I used to do that time was I just used to join so many organizations <laughs> that I connected with. And Kai Alpha was one of them. I wasn't like an official member, but I would always go to their um like their worship night yeah. game nights here and there so that's how I, and then Shannon at a point the the church I went to at some point was also Shannon's church so that's how I really really knew Shannon yeah so I'd reached out because I knew she was in at UT at that time as well so I was like hey do you know anyone um I'm moving I'm not moving but like I'm gonna be doing this weekend classes I need somewhere to stay um, Do you know anyone that would be willing to accommodate me like just for like the Friday, Saturday? It was once a month, I believe that's how the class was set up. So yeah. Awesome. So yeah, that's how we connected. And you know, it's been a blessing, honestly, because I feel like those weekends I came, I learned so much. And you know, one thing I really missed, like from moving to Texas versus Oklahoma was like in Oklahoma, we used to play a lot of games like dominoes and yes. all of that type, yes. all sorts of things. And when I came, I remember that one night you took me to church at night and they were were playing, what's that game again? I can't remember. You
0: Describe it. Is it Mafia?
1: The one where it was like there was the cop and county police or whatever
0: do you remember mafia mafia mafia
1: yeah yeah and I had so much fun and I was just like oh my god like this is you know I felt like you know when you leave college and then it's like you're going back to it just felt so good you know so I mean I learned and you know our conversations our deep conversations even if it was just for 30 minutes like sometimes we just talk so deep and then it's been a blessing like seeing what you started you know, in yeah. this short yeah. time grow yeah. to this level and then the consistency, it pushes me on my own to be consistent with my own yeah. you know how creativity is, so many ideas, so many things I know, it's like them. when, when
0: like, monkey is <laughs> from one branch to another, like, yes. guys yes. stay focused, or babe, stay focused like, stay one place yeah, but we have so much ideas like, you have to which one do you want to do you I know. <laughs> but you know do you know what the best is about talking to you I know they you're not going to judge me like, ah but you just started this one now. Like, you just always listen to me. Because hey, I, I when those ideas come, they just bring out like, yeah. I can't stop it, I can't stop it. Or like that part mm-hmm. that you don't want to let out and then it comes up. But you know, you have to yep. just listen to me. I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. Those are not very good, you always give me feedback. It's not that you always think all oh, my ideas are good. But the thing is that 100 ideas, you can have like five good ones. But you still have just you know just listening to all of them, giving them equal attention. And I don't think it's very feasible. How no let's double that for now. So that's um so you moved from Nigeria, moved to the US, started here, went to Texas, um, you moved to Atlanta (laughs) which uh, it seems like you're enjoying it. So um (laughs) let's dial the, the notch back a little bit. What would you say was the most difficult thing for you to adjust to when you moved to the US?
1: Honestly, I'll say the people um, and that's me being extremely honest and when I say the people I mean cultural you know because I, you know like they always teach us in geography culture is a way of life and who makes the way of life is the people you understand is the community yeah. and so I would say I would say the people because you know back in Nigeria I was so used to that whole community type living you know I mean there's no way that my neighbor is dying I don't know they are dying you understand where I'm coming from like you go out you say hi you know I'm so used to like People being in your business, yeah. you understand? And not, and it has its pros and cons. In Nigeria. I, know, so, I know, I know. Because there's something that's like, okay, ma, please leave me alone. <laughs> just mind your business. You understand? But like, you never ever, like, I was, people are always usually happy, except those that choose to suffer in silence or they just really have bad, they're in bad community or families that are not really, really concerned or don't care about them. But for the most part, on the brighter side of life in Nigeria, you know, you could not be going through something alone. You know, yeah, yeah. and I felt like coming here. I just felt so alone. You know, oh. I feel like that was the biggest thing. I just felt very alone. Like I felt like everyone was all about their bills and all about their business, and you know, yeah. <laughs> I, think, right. I felt so alone initially. Yeah, least. right. Yeah, You're
0: right. I think here is the difference between our society in Nigeria and society here is we have them we are more socially cohesive and yes.
1: more
0: community oriented than this place. Here is very individualistic. In And I think that corporate um, love, that corporate camaraderie. America. (laughs) No, no, we have in Nigeria. It means to like, like for example, if you're going through hard times, people will come. Ah, what happened now? yeah, sorry, yo. Yes. Explain yourself all the time, but here you have to be intentional. Like you have to open your mouth and say what you going to do. Like yes. Your brother say I need sorrow. Your brother say I need sorrow. Any close mouth people.
1: don't guess A close
0: mouth, no doesn't get A close mouth is a close destiny. Like close
1: destiny.
0: Yes. Like, hey, you have to open your mouth and say, Ah, this is where it's failing me. You guys, this don't is where
1: it's It's like biting me.
0: Help me, help <laughs> my ministry. You know. And, <laughs> and I think that also teaches you how to, you
1: know. Keep, I have to justify things. that you need that help too. Sometimes, though,
0: sometimes so it, that loneliness yes. you feel is not because people don't care. Because people mm-hmm. just don't know what you're going through.
1: They don't know. Mm-hmm. And
0: another thing that for me that I've always used this example is when you meet someone for the first time. I mean, when I meet you for the first time, you tell me your name. I'll remember you the next time because I look mm-hmm. at you, I look at your name, I see something I can use to disc- to to type your name so that I remember ne- your name next X. time. Mm-hmm. So when I greet you next time, I'm not gonna say hey. I'm gonna call you by your name and you know try to greet you warmly. And I think sometimes mm-hmm. it might be too much for people. And, yes. they, and, they ha- do you know how people, most people the here they, they just always smile. And I'm like, that? that's the last thing I always do. <laughs> i like, what are you smiling about? Like, we were a bunch of <laughs> angry, sadistic people in the day. <laughs> oh we all sound, i just kidding about that by the way. But they're always <laughs> smiling, there's always something to chuckle about. And I'm like, okay, um, that was one. And then the other one was, you know, oh, we should totally we should only grab lunch together sometime. Actually, yes
1: I and then and then, then you pay for yourself
0: <laughs> oh that's the one assuming the lunch will take place because sometimes they're just like you know crutch words they say no we mm-hmm. don't mean it. it's just like you know well oh, I still totally have you. it's just something
1: nice her. to say meanwhile I'm thinking about oh what what dish should I bring should I make jello uh-huh. let and let me look pay, at the menu what drink pay. and then when you go to a restaurant
0: with most people unless they specify and say don't worry lunch is on me guy girl Take your wallet. Take along. your
1: wallet alone. If they want to wash your dishes
0: in INS. <laughs> all um, over the world, oh, no, uh, you know. Immigration <laughs> office. If they don't want to wash their dishes there, bring your wallet <laughs> alone. You know. But I find out, for most Americans, when they do get that concept of friendship, like, when they see it being done in your own style, they, I mean, the ones that I have met here that, you know, after a while, we grow into that, develop, when we grow into that friendship, they learn. They, they learn, and it's so beautiful. Yes. Because yes, they, they do. bring, they bring all of their, you know, um, yeah, perspective and then join into yours, like marriage of two culture.
1: Yes, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. So we're mm-hmm. not saying that Americans are, you know, bad or they're not nice. People. No, so no, just it's different. just all about understanding. Yeah, they're different. Mm-hmm.
0: They're different. The way when they go back, to, when they go to Nigeria, they, they might find it very overwhelming. How we're mm-hmm. all into each other's business because that's not normal back home, by the way, where we can just put our noses into people's problems. So I'm offering unsolicited advice. You know, that could be mm-hmm. seen as intuition. <laughs> people so people are just different. If you go to yes. China, they'll have different cultures. But it's not saying that, you know, they can't be taught, or you can learn from them as well. Because I see that in two ways, I've learned a lot, you know. I swear well, how to accept myself, how to advocate mm-hmm. for myself. Like, this is what I need. This is the help I need. Or, you know, this is I don't need this now. So the one thing I just want to say to that is, as a whole, and this is a very general statement, by the way, I don't make absolute statements. I'm not saying every American that I guess... Americans can be friendly, but they might not necessarily understand your own concept of what friend means. Yes, but you can teach them, you can show them, and you can have that dialogue
1: with them. And and it also goes for like even the like Americans that go to Nigeria, because I've had discussions with some of them, especially being like in the oil and gas field. At some point, you know, yeah. there are some that have gone. You know, Nigeria is very big on oil, and very so some true. have worked in like Chevron, Shell, and they've been expatriates and stuff. So. You know, those people I've talked to, when they have positive things to say about Nigeria, all they say is, oh, my God, you guys are so welcoming. Yeah. You're so, so yeah. you're yeah. hospitable. Exactly. That's the word they use a lot. Yeah, you're so, so nice, I mean, it's, you're so vibrant. yeah. Yes. So you can tell that it's different for them. They're not used to it, but they learn from it. They I learn know. from it. And then some of them even bring it back here. And, and you are. see differences in how they like relate with their families and stuff. That's why exposure is so important. It's
0: so important. But don't give up on yeah. people like, ah, oh, they're not nice for no. you yes. They're just different. They're like, all different <laughs> people. We express friendship different ways. You know, hmm But there's always something to be learned from people. Like I yes. love my American friends that help me get oriented into the American culture. Without them, I wouldn't know about Clarence deals I wouldn't know, about, you know <laughs> about shopping on Amazon on, on, on Science. And even Monday. some
1: of the food foods like I
0: know, especially salads, especially food especially salads. Especially salads. <laughs> <laughs> I've been more greens here in my life than I've I've been <laughs> residents. Epha Like Yeah, yeah it's effort. And, and the way they just the way they just go about food because their food are usually made quickly. You know, mm-hmm. and, not, but they're not so like intentional though, yeah, but they they know how to combine stuff, and mm-hmm. the those that told me don't don't put milk in your bag, or you have to keep it in a cool place,
1: mm-hmm. we don't
0: have no to preserve have, it, so they will have life and enjoy all the time So <laughs> I didn't know about that concept of milk and leaving milk out that you might you might get you know um, contaminated. I
1: okay, once yeah. teach you how
0: to like combine salads, and then like wow, even eating red peppers now. I didn't like red pepper. What? Who we'll be eating tatache back home in Nigeria? <laughs> like, tatache is so expensive. But here yeah, they'll chop it, put it inside salad. I'm like ah, my my God! And even like you know, potatoes, big potatoes, wrap it in you know foil, bake it for a while, mm-hmm. slice it open, a little bit of butter in it, add some mm-hmm. spring onions. And I'll be I mean th- I've learned a lot. A lot. I've learned a lot from my American friends. Like without them, I don't think my American experience would be complete. I'll just think yeah, yes. that Nigerian girl living in the US that hasn't changed. But what mm-hmm. is of coming here if you don't adopt
1: something, you know, you don't Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Another big one too is even family like there their family <laughs> dynamics. Like for the ones that are like that have good families, you know. I mean, when I first came here, of course, everything is on a first-name basis, you understand? That's you ridiculous. call your <laughs> professor, Jack, Tom, back home, good morning, sir. You don't even say D, Mr. Professor, <laughs> Chief,
0: Honorable.
1: Yeah, exactly. You call people by titles and everything. But, like, it's not really... I mean, that's not, like, what I'm trying to capitalize on. What I'm really trying to capitalize on is just the openness and families, you know. The the daughter can tell the father stuff or tell the mom stuff. For, for the most part, not all of them, you know, but just those... that transparency in family dynamics. I really learned a lot from that, honestly, and I feel like, I mean, my dad, I've always been open with my dad, but I feel like our relationship grew more when I moved here versus when I was in Nigeria. Very true,
0: very true. I like to be very intentional about friendships, because, and even relationships, yeah, because like you said the way they talk to their parents the way if those that are very family oriented now you don't okay. have those friends that don't talk to their family on to maybe like things before One 10 year is, years you know, mm-hmm. you know and then like, oh yeah i don't have a sister somewhere in alabama ah? you guys don't talk? <laughs> oh no we just don't talk really we're not very close how ah? can you not be close to your family like, talk you know, to like, like, how about your mom oh she's somewhere right now our home. home ah, do you guys see her no not really ah. oh boy how <laughs> 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 but, you know, I'm not saying that this is, this is, you know, how they do it. But sometimes they might have reasons for that. But that was something mm-hmm. that was very shocking for me because, you know, Nigerian parents, even to today, they still have that control over here it anyway. It's like, oh yeah. There's no, oh, there's yes. no escaping. I'm a grown woman in my thirties, but my parents still have that. They can't, they yes. can't circles around it.
1: Yeah. And I even, know. even the sibling thing, there are times that my mom and dad will call me, oh, have you spoken to your sister? And I'm like, no, I've just been, they're like, how can you go? I know. No, with, I know. without know. Talking- Know. You know, it's like they they're so shocked. <laughs> I know, I know, you know. But I know. it's just cultural differences, honestly. And there's not saying that even
0: us, the way we do our siblings relationship, we haven't even taught some of our own friends as well how to be very friends. Right yes. right. So see, we're learning from them, they're learning from us. It's a give and yes. take relationship, guys. Give and take. Or like the Koreans <laughs> would say, Jugo Baki. Anyways, um let's Oh let's, wow Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. You're a creative. You have I think I've seen maybe I won't say Fifty Shades of Loretta. I've probably seen like thirty-seven Shades of Loretta. Oh my like,
1: god!
0: The, the projects you've started, the things you've done. Those times she—you yeah, guys might not know this—she actually had a podcast with a, a, a
1: co-presenter, Amanda. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and they had the um, the Millennial Millennial Faith, Faith Millennial podcast, Faith podcast mm-hmm. which I really enjoyed. And I remember listening to it in December of twenty—I want to say twenty sixteen. Yes, I was like, wow, wow, this is good. And I remember just sending her a message. Like, Oh my goodness! I love your podcast. Like I love the guests. I, I highlighted the ones that I really like. The books that I had to read from, you know, one of the guests on mm-hmm. the show. I even followed a couple of them. Like the, and then that and then and there was a lot of music and there was a lot of prayers and there was a lot of on <laughs> and worship. So many. You know. Now, um, that's the thing about being a creative. You just you you used you used to like activating stuff, mm-hmm. and then you just throw that out there. Now, for one of the downsides of that, people might look at you like. Man, you're confused focus, girl. Like, what
1: you <laughs> so how do you copy that Um, so you know initially starting out when people started telling me Loretta you need to you know I mean people actually perceived it like there was something wrong with me so I had people that would tell me you really need to pray very well you know, <laughs> about what God is really telling you so go, and pray like, about, like, go and pray about your calling that's like the church people then there were some that would tell me you know, Loretta, you know, this idea, you have wonderful, wonderful, but, you know, you should focus. You need to focus. You need to, what are you focusing on? You understand? Yeah. So, you know, I struggled initially, like, when I oh, I started going all over the place with my creative ideas. I struggled because I was trying so hard to fit into different people's boxes of what my creativity should look like, you know. Um. And then after a while, I was just like, you know what, I'm just done. Because, I I mean, I was just getting burnt out, trying to please that, please this person, please that person, take that advice. take. I was like, you know what? The ideas came from me. Let me listen to my own self for once, you know. So I developed myself, like my inner, you know, being complete, spirit, soul, body. And I was like, you know what? Let me be in tune with my body, know what my own body can handle, because I'm the one that knows best what I can handle, you know. So I had to do that for myself. And then I had to learn how to, one thing that one of my friends really taught me, I'll never forget, was how to make daily plans. You know, I just used to have all this and I'll talk about the ideas and everything. And then sometimes I'll start something, I'll stop it. Sometimes I'll, you know, it was just all over the place. So I started being more intentional about my plans So learning that, you know, I keep, we keep hearing this whole, all these cliche statements. If you don't, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. If you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail. (laughs) But, you know, we hear all these things and we don't necessarily apply them sometimes. I think, I feel like another thing that has helped me a lot is reading books on create people that are like me <laughs> and watching YouTube. You know, man, I'm very, very big on YouTube. You're good at I YouTube. watch at okay. least.
0: <laughs> this is Loretta. If you need anything, this is why I'm actually going to recommend her to you guys. If you need, like there's hardly anything she doesn't know about. If you need, if you want to start a project, she's very good at project management from inception to like completion and also maintenance. She can send you links of things you need to watch. You have no idea. Like, remember how I told you guys uh, how I called her in December about my podcast? Mm-hmm. We're so, to- I'm like, how many hands does she gonna have? Like, almost like, she was, like octopus. <laughs> she was talking on the phone and then she's typing and sending me links. By the time we're done, I have like a lot of assignments to do. So she's very good at that. But anyways, carry on. I want you to just throw that in.
1: Yeah, but, but you know, I mean, I, I I don't I value learning. I feel like that's something my dad instilled in me. You know, my mom, too. My mom was a teacher at some point, too. She used to teach QC, actually, at some point. Now she's like an inspector, like an auditor for schools and stuff. But, you know, they instilled in me the value of learning. My dad would give me a book. I'm the first child. He would give me a book for me to read, and then I'll pass it on to the next sibling, you know, so from time, I just understood the value of learning, whether it was self-learning, or it was like guided learning, like in the classroom and everything, so that's one thing I don't joke with, like I don't feel like I've ever grown to a point where I know it all, and I feel like that helps me a lot, like that thing of, I can learn something else, I can learn from a child, you know, sometimes I have discussions with children, and I learn so much, I have discussions with other people, and I'm very, very Attentive when I'm like speaking to someone, even though I do, sometimes I might be the one that talks the most, but the little things that they might say, I'm attentive to it. You know, I pay attention to things like that. But back to your question on how to balance everything, it goes back to that whole saying of planning. You know, you have to be very, as a creative, you have to be very, very intentional. You have to plan. And another thing I've realized as a creative is that when people see you doing things, they also have ideas that would help you grow. You know, you don't even know people are watching when you're putting these things out there. Sometimes you don't even realize. That's this why is you have, we'll
0: always have to show up and be consistent
1: yes like so you think people are not watching because you don't see responses sometimes but people are watching people are paying attention they might not type anything they might not write anything but they are watching what you're doing but you have to be consistent yes major (laughs) thing that's like the wrap-up of everything i'm saying consistency even if you know you have multiple projects even if you're gonna like go away from one for some time announce it i mean at the end of it consistency is key and consistency in who you are is very, uh, very important. Brand,
0: whatever you say, you say yes,
1: you want to be yes, partner. your consistency in who you are, because you will have multiple projects that will come up. And the more you grow, you will have people that will come to you and want to collaborate, yeah. want to partner, want to sponsor, want you to sponsor, want you to partner. You have to always remember who you are. <laughs> And who you are might not be one project or two projects as a yeah. creative, yeah. you know. Yeah. But you have to stay true to who you are. And the yeah. reason, one of the
0: reasons I brought Loretta um, to this podcast is to let people like her know or like us know that when those ideas are coming up, don't feel bad, like, oh, I don't have stability. Like, why are all these ideas coming up to me? Some people are good at very at generating ideas. Some people are good at activating the ideas. Some yes. people are good at managing the ideas. Some people are good at maintaining the ideas. Yes. So make sure you find your people and people that can complement those things. So that's why yes. when I get all those 50 million ideas, I, there are people I can't talk to about. it. going to be like, this girl is not even focused. Not mm-hmm. just somebody I can reach out to. Because she has that gift of just listening and telling me, hmm, that might not work. Or that might not work. Or that might work. And it's coming from a place of taking into consideration of the the person I am, my personality, Mm -hmm. and then giving me credit for that when it's due. So it's not like a place of... My really, you have a podcast now. You want to do that? Are you not gonna be burnt out? Do you have time? Do you have resources? Mm-hmm. What's your population like? What's the return on investment like? All those development questions you don't want to hear the first time when you're talking about ideas. So yeah. <laughs> so if you are like us, you know, you you have like like you, in the shower especially. That's when all my ideas come. Or when I'm <laughs> or when I'm studying Korean, that's when all of my ideas come out of my uh-huh. head. You just find someone like Loretta, you know, or someone that at least can listen to you
1: and yeah. can
0: give you that good feedback. Not someone that will always say your ideas are good or the a a shitty, but someone that can actually give you that good feedback.
1: Genuine okay. feedback, yeah. Okay. I remember, like, even, you know, Amanda is someone that helps me a lot when it comes to creativity, you know, yeah. and sometimes we read books, she'll share books with me, things like that. She's she's the host of um, the Millennial Faith podcast we were talking about earlier. You know, one thing I remember we discussed about, you know, she had gone through this process of studying on some things, and she said, Loretta, you know what I just discovered from studying these shows? Like, we're actually visionaries and yes. i was like oh, i was weird. like yes that's uh, the word that's she was that's like because because cause she was you know we've always battled with she's like word similar you know we we'll start something we might not be able to maintain it necessarily you know so she was like that we're visionaries and i was like huh and then she started breaking down for me what it means to actually even be a visionary and what it means to be a leader you know, versus what it means to be a CEO or founder, you know, things like that. It's so, they're all different. You understand? So a lot of people are visionaries, but until they know that, okay, this is what it is. And people keep telling them people, and you know, a visionary, the only person that can understand a visionary is another Uh, visionary. That's the truth.
0: And it's in the beginning, in the beginning, because you need other, you need other employers as well.
1: Yes, you do. So, you know, people are different. We all have different personalities. And so we need to learn how to just appreciate those different personalities. And don't ever, if you share your idea with someone and they don't understand it or they talk it down, don't feel bad and don't take offense at the person. Maybe they're just not.
0: Maybe they're just not the kind of person you need.
1: Yes, or they are not. They've never heard of the idea before, so it's too big for them to to, speak down the line. To wrap their little head.
0: Sorry, not little head. To wrap their (laughs) her head over then find yes. somebody else because that person might be good for like criticism when you do yeah uh, fine tuning of your machine or whatever mm-hmm. it you're developing anyways good mm-hmm. good along that line i would like for you to talk about your business and for those that are listening she has a venture where she's tried to integrate all of her talents into one and i think that was a very brilliant idea because now she can do anything through that venture it's a venture meaning it can be anything it could be website design it could be um um, creating an event for you, managing an event, PR and all of that. And for me, um, like I said, she was the first person that I called to talk about my podcast. And months later, I see how the podcast is fast growing into a viable and sustainable life of its own. And to me, far from just being a mentor, I say Loretta is like a sponsor. She's helped magnify my brand. She's talked me up. She's introduced me to a lot of people, connected me to a lot of resources that I need. And she has this wonderful quality of just being able to think quickly on her feet. And give you that feedback that you need, timely and accurately. She's very knowledgeable and she she shares her gifts freely to those who need them. Like she's someone that wouldn't hold anything back if she knows that it's gonna help you. You know, and for if not for her insightful contributions, I think this podcast probably will be as, I won't go as far as it's gone today. And there's still a lot of room to grow, by the way. But so far, yes. so good. I wanted to see Loretta was one of those people that's helped me. And this is why I wanted to bring her to the show so that she can also talk about her brand. And then I could recommend her to you guys for whatever project you want to do. She has, she probably has the resources for you. So I'm
1: going to let her talk more about her project, her ventures, LEV. Carry on, girl. Um, thank you so much. Thank you so, so much. Um, you know, LEV, I'm going to be very honest about how LEV came. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very spiritual. You know, I, I went into fasting and I was praying. And then one of the days I was worshiping, it just came, Loretta Eventures. just, you know, that still small voice, Loretta Eventures, that's all it was. And then you can break it down into the three sections of all that you are mm-hmm. when it comes to business. Wow. And so that's all I did. I wrote it down. I wrote business, events, and media. And then on my own later, I went into okay business. What do I actually? What can I even do for businesses, you know? And so I broke it down into the branding, the marketing, the proofreading, um, recruiting, staffing, soft skills training, and soft skills is something as little as, you know, customer service. Yeah. There are a lot of businesses that are struggling with that customer service. How you know you might especially Nigerian
0: businesses, even here in the US. <laughs> you all need to get it together, by the way. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Sorry, go ahead. I just
1: then, then ahead. that's fine. Then business development, you know, some, I was telling a, a business owner the other day, I said, there are three stages of business. There's the, the there's the, oh, let's start up, let's be functional, and then let's fine tune, you know. So that business development really comes in in fine tuning. For some, if it's a startup, it's starting up. And then social media management is another part of it. How to Facebook, how to Instagram, how to reach the right traffic, Google AdWords, things like that. Media is, you know, the photography, videography, graphic design, website design, voiceover, work, creative direction. And then the events is like event staffing, planning, financing, operations, management. Yeah, that's all LEV is about, you know. It's a creative outfit for me to put my passion into any kind that comes my way. Yeah, that's pretty much it.
0: Very good. And for those that are listening, um, Miss Loretta has given us a good deal. So if you want to use her for... Any of those wonderful things she just talked about. Um, Tell her you're from the Mossible podcast. You can even use the code M-O-S-I-B-Y-L like Mossible and you can get a very good discount on any of her services. So, (laughs) alright, quickly, quickly before you go. You, you are an entrepreneur, you also, you work for somebody. Mm -hmm. Like me, you know. Um, how do you combine the duality of being an entrepreneur and also
1: as an employee? Okay. So one of the things that my, one of my previous employees, employers rather, had taught me was that um, whatever job you're going to, if you have a business, you should let them know up front, which is very hard for some people. You know, they think, oh, they're going to tell me to quit my business or it's going to affect my interview process or whatever. But the reason I'm saying this is because it actually almost hurt me in one of the jobs I had in Texas to where HR was investigating me. It was investigating pen thing. Yeah. And they had seen an update to um, they had seen an update, update to the website, not realizing that I don't even do the I was not doing the website at that time. You know, so my partner had made an update during work hours. So they thought I was using work hours to do my personal business. So, you know, especially in America, be very, very, I don't know about how Nigeria works, but, you know, make sure that you don't mix your personal business with your employer. When you're at work, you're at work, and that's company hour. Be very respectful of it. And steal from the company. That's like stealing from the company in a way. Yes, yes. I mean, and it's seed. You know, what you sow, you reap. You don't want someone to steal from you either. So, you know, it's hard. Honestly, it's hard because especially as a creative, there are times that you someone might be talking to you at work and you're thinking of one project, you know, (laughs) but you have to learn how to one thing i do is, is that it, i file it, things i file once Matthew, it comes i will just type it up and keep it somewhere oh so God, yeah. after work i have my time to go back and look at it and then of course i'm intentional about my weekends especially because uh, sunday i don't like to work on sunday so my saturdays i do a lot and then my evenings i do a lot yeah. um so yeah so that's how i balance it
0: very good along that line, me too like because i i have i work for uh, i work as well and i do my podcast My podcast is scheduled after work, like from 7 o'clock to like 10 o'clock, I schedule my podcast. Saturday mornings are also another time that I spend working on my podcast. And the way I'm intentional about my podcast is the way I'm intentional about my work. Like, there's no way I would do anything podcast-related during work hours because it just wouldn't work. It's not going to be, I'm not going to give it my best. It's a part of me. it's going to keep nagging, this is not the time for it, this is not the time for it. So, yeah, I shove all of that away and I focus on my work. And it's I've learned how to integrate both of them because without my work, I wouldn't have my podcast. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't want, you know, that to be jeopardized. So if you're like us, you know, just try and be more disciplined, you know, don't me yes. your employers as far as time and resources are concerned. So that way you can legitimately do this well and do it, you know, happily and do it from a very clean place. You know. Yes.
1: And and, and I mean, just a little note about what I had said earlier about being upfront. I mean, that's very personal. But the reason I had done it with my the current place is because I wanted to make sure there were no issues. And so upfront, I told them, I said, look, I have this business. I sent them the website and I said, I would I would I would not stop my business if I accept your employment. But I promise you, I would not do it during work hours. Yeah. So my boss replied and said, no problem. We're going to sign a non-solicitation agreement. To where, I mean, all that is, is that I cannot, they don't, they don't even really talk about, you know, not doing it during work hours or not, but what they really talked about was I cannot solicit from their own clients. Like I cannot go and start, I cannot go to clients clients. Yeah. exactly, I cannot go to clients and be advertising my business instead of doing my work, you know? Yeah. So that's all that is. And it's as simple as that, a non-solicitation agreement. And, you know, I I feel like an employer that would do that deserves, you know, I, I respect them. You understand? I respect them. It means that they don't only care about you being their employer, but you as a whole person too. That's
0: good. And even yeah. big big, kudos to you for even having that um, initiative to tell them, like, this is what I'm doing. I guess in your line of work, there's also that potential of coaching clients what I do, I can't poach clients. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even need to poach clients. Like, I'm a different person at work. Like, most of my colleagues don't even know I have a podcast. I'm mm-hmm. almost like Superman. Like, I'm clad mm-hmm. Kenker and I'm Superman, you know, outside of work. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, I don't know. I'm just like a, I, I'm a different person at work. Yes. And I I, I I come on so strongly at work. I do my stuff, give him my 100%.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm, I'm supposed to give it anyways. And so so I do it so well. I'm even doing twice as much now because I don't want there to be any, any, any reason for so my boss to just think, your work quality has really declined. Has really declined, honestly, yes. It you know, the, the, what's the suffering now is my time, you know. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I like to have time for myself just to read more. I don't read as much as I used to because all of that goes into preparing for my podcast. And I also do a lot of editing with my podcast, which takes a lot of time because I want to make sure that the sound quality is good, uh, yes. you know, the words are coming out well. So my time for like, you know, my own leisure time has been, you know, kind of cut into like half. But I see mm-hmm. my podcast editing now almost like you know a way of giving back to myself because I like to hear my listen to my podcast interviews with my guests again because it's almost right. like I'm
1: hearing it for the first time. So those yes. are the things I have to do. Right, okay. and and one like la- one last thing I wanted to say before before you round us up is is like you know if you're gonna let your boss know, make sure that there's no potential conflict of interest. That's, That's another it. thing <laughs> That's because it. before I let them know. On my side, I had offered project management services. But the moment I knew that I was going to take on, I removed it. And, and that's something I don't do. And because, you know, I'm not you're, because do your, job, your job requires project management. Right? Yes, exactly. exactly. And, you know, I, so you have to make sure because if you're going to, if you own like an IT firm and you're going to work for like an IBM that's a conflict of interest. That's so it, you, right you have to just let go of the personal one. You you might learn things while working at IBM and later decide, you know what? Okay, IBM career is over. I want to go back into owning my own thing. And all the things that you've learned will be beneficial. But don't do it at the same time. Be very very careful about that.
0: Yes. Huh? Yes. And and think about it. Without this job, without the resources you have from this job, being money. Be it personal development, be it career development. You wouldn't have this. You won't have the luxury of going off on your own. So yes. don't jeopardize. And if your if your podcast is not going to be like the number one in the world, for example, <laughs> don't let go. of that, Don't let go of that monkey branch yet. Just say, you know, it's my passion. So I it. Don't bite the finger. Passion doesn't it. pay the bills, it's man. That, you don't know, pay the bills, honey. You know, like most of us in America, most of us are just one one one, one, one paycheck away from being, home. you know. Don't bite the finger that fed you, okay? Yes, you know, be yes. very respectable, yes. do your job well, you know, um, maintain that duality. It's very difficult, but it can be done. You know, Loretta mm-hmm. is doing it, and I'm doing it as well, you know? Yeah. And mm-hmm. this is it, guys. This is this was the podcast. This was a Saturday morning, early in the morning. I always say I don't rise and shine at the same time. Like, I can rise and shine, but not at the same time. But for you guys, see what I do for you guys for the podcast. Saturday morning, 8.30, I was up to interview Loretta, because our time difference is about two hours. But okay. I did for you people. So don't say I don't do anything for you people on this podcast. <laughs> My mornings, morning is actually, you know, sleeping and all that. I woke up to do this podcast and look, look at how happy and bright I sound. Without coffee, by the way. Man, you know, you're doing wonders. So this is, this has been with Loretta. You know, Loretta, fantastic Loretta. And we've talked a lot about moving to the US and how she was able to integrate, building friendships, being intentional about our projects as creatives. And one big thing I would like to say again from what Loretta said, if you're a creative and you have that ability to just generate ideas, find other creatives, or rather, as like she calls them, visionaries like you, and run those ideas with them. Make sure that they kind of visionaries that can give you concrete feedback. Not those that will slap you on the back and say, oh, mm-hmm. good job all the time. And not those yeah. that always turn down your ideas. Just find someone that can give you that balanced feedback. We also talked about being consistent, you know, be consistent in whatever you do. If you say you're going to show up every Thursday, show up every Thursday, come hell or high waters, show up. And also talked about her ventures, Loretta eVentures, and I'm going to send all of that details with the announcements for when this episode gets released. Make sure you do, you know, contact her. She's, I mean, I'm not going to just recommend anybody, you know, without using them. That's why... As when I used to sell Avon, for example, it was very, it was very difficult for me because I had a lot of inventory. I had to use almost all of the products before I could sell them because it has to work. If Mm -hmm. it doesn't work on me, I wouldn't recommend it to people. That's the kind of person I am. So whoever I'm recommending on the show to you guys, best believe, you know, they know what they're doing. Best believe they know what they're doing. And with Loretta, it's proven for me. Because without without her um, uh, her help on my podcast, I probably would have gone this far. And like I said, I still have all of our messages from December. I still have them on my phone. And we still chatted, like, today as well. We chatted, like, yesterday. <laughs> so I, I feel very comfortable. I feel very confident, you know, um, recommending her to you guys. Because I know she's going to take care of you with the same delicate hands that she took care of me. So go ahead and feel free to use her for any of your projects. Go to her website so you can have an idea of what she's offering. And mention, you know, you're from Multiple, the Multiple podcast. Even if you don't remember the code, just say from that podcast with the um uh, word person. Just say word person. She remembers <laughs> <how she is. laughs> or the Korean wannabe person. I don't know. So that's it, guys. Um, Thanks for coming on the show once more. Thank right? you
1: so much. Thank, really, really, you. Really, Thank yeah, you. Maybe Thank for you.
0: the end, you should play one of your songs. I think that prayer for me will be good. So
1: if Ooh, if going
0: let's go with Pray For Me. Okay, so we're going to close this out with Loretta's song, Pray For Me. If you want to, is it freely available? or Yes, yeah, it's, you, it's on, YouTube. on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. All right, so so yeah, this is Loretta's song, Pray For Me. See, she's very multi-talented that way. Well, this has been the show, guys. Thanks for listening, and catch you guys on another episode of the Marasibo Podcast. And I remain your host, Marasibo. Bye!
1: Alright, thank you, girl. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That was, like, really good. That really? Was really, really? good. Oh, oh yes. Oh, thank yes. you. I'm, <laughs> I'm so, like, huh, I'm, I'm so impressed. Oh, Extremely. Oh, oh. Extremely. you are doing great, and I know it's only going to get greater. So. Amen, amen. Thank yeah. you. This is you. This is, this
0: is all of you important to me. You know? <laughs> thank you
1: so yeah. much. Thank you're much. You're welcome. Much and you we'll have a good day, let me let you go so I know you have like choir practice or something like that yeah, you too, you too right. say hi day. to Taiwo right. hide now. me away okay. is my prayer all day for this change that we broke broken came back again